Welcome to Let's Talk Money. Today is Thursday, April the 9th, and today I've brought Priscilla Costin from Costin Tax Group on the line to talk about how COVID-19 has affected her industry, and we both discussed what's our way forward. Hey, Latoya. Hey, Priscilla. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Well, we made it. We found each other. I know, I know. I had to figure this whole technology thing out. Well, here we go. Welcome to our new, I hate to say new normal. I'm now I'm starting to say new reality. Absolutely. Absolutely. How does it feel? Good. Good. Well, you know, this is like my space I've been playing in for a, a long time, but now it's forcing me to jump into it. Absolutely. And I can say like my office, my team, I've been beating technology over their heads for probably the last four or five years. Has That's been my push, you know, making sure we're all set up. And when all of this popped off, like we had everything in place already. Now everybody starts scrambling, asking me for their logins and everything, but we had it. Right, right. Well, you've always been a visionary. And I could kind of see our, I guess, our workspace shifting. Mm -hmm. You know, I shifted virtually many years, about five years ago. And Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that I'm now in the flow with it. I feel very comfortable about working from home. I was actually drove past your old office. I meant to tell you this probably about, oh, can't be about four weeks now. I was okay. on an appointment and I was driving, is it Bell's Ferry? I can't think of the street now. Yeah, it, it was Bell's Ferry. Yep. Yes, I'm, yeah. I'm driving and I'm like, this looks familiar. And then I look yep. over to the left. I was on my way to, to find, was it the highway. And I look over to the yeah. left and there was your old office. So I yeah. Yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. totally remember. Don't I don't miss those days one bit. I mean, I do have a physical location. I've been working from home a few days a week, but just this being able to work more days at home and appreciating the family time. And I've been doing exercise and I've been doing more things that I've never had the time to do. Yes, yes. Cooking, eating healthy food. And like you said, more time to exercise, more time to contemplate, think. All those things are real positive right now. Exactly. Well, I really want to pick back up on a good conversation that we had a couple of days ago and, and just talking about what COVID-19 has, has meant to your industry as well as the entertainment industry that you serve. Hmm. Well, um, I think it's a lot to to learn from it, like we discussed um, a few days ago. And in term, in my in the accounting industry, I think that it's just sort of pushing us to learn how to work remotely. Um, I think that many people think that they need an office to serve their clients, but they will learn that if they utilize technology 
they'll be more productive. They'll be more efficient. And I think oh, that's the, ch- yeah, definitely. And even that like, be- go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I'm even finding that clients love it because the commute time, just coming to see, see your, uh, your advisor mm-hmm. is, it's say mm-hmm. 45 minutes to an hour in Atlanta. So we say an hour coming to see you, an hour to get mm-hmm. back, whatever they were doing. Mm-hmm. They've lost two mm-hmm. hours of their time that you've given back to them with these virtual channels. Exactly. Exactly. And it does. It saves a lot of time. And even I think with the way corporations do business, I think it will shift moving forward because the corporations will begin to realize that their their systems are sort of antiquated and that they can have higher productivity, they can have a happier workforce if people are able to work remotely. Exactly. And even this whole remote is really challenging the myth that you just have to see someone. I think we're just used to thinking you have to see someone. And the reality now is you don't. You don't. Yeah. And, and there's, and there I can see some downside where it takes a little bit of that personal interaction. I know even when I went from, having an office to working from home, it felt a little weird at first because I wasn't getting that face-to-face, I guess that more, more, it was a more intimate type of feeling, being able to sit at the conference table and talk with my clients. But I guess as I transitioned, I found that, you know, talking on the telephone could, could have that same impact. Um, You know, you could still have that same personal feeling so I, I don't want to, I, I try not to go just like primarily to, you know, um, emailing, but also taking that time to, to, to communicate with my clients via the telephone. Now, have you used Zoom in these last few weeks? Have you been using the video conferencing? No, I actually have a class coming up with um, SCORE. And, you know, part of the SBA and I'll Mm -hmm. be doing my first Zoom class next week. So, you know, they have exploded. But of course, when people start using the technology and you got the hackers that come in and now they're doing these Zoom bombing. So they had to tighten up on their security. But exactly people that I know that have switched, you know, to remote working and not used to it. Another outlet that they're using is the video conferencing so that you can still see each other. And then actually have multiple people on the call at the same time and you're not losing that connection. But what I'm also hearing is people that are used to working remotely. Now they're tired of everybody wanting to Zoom with them because they need to see them. So there's an adjustment phase for these new people that are working from home that video conferencing is great, but it's not good for every interaction. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I wanted to piggyback because you'd asked me about the music the entertainment industry. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah, I didn't, I I now remember. But you asked me about that. And of course, that industry is dead. I mean, it's just very hard hit because, you know, all of the venues, the festivals are being canceled. And I actually have a couple of festivals that are supposed to take place in the next few months, but I doubt, I highly doubt that that would happen. I think you and I had discussed that um, 
there's so many musicians that that's their primary source of income is is gigging performing and with this um virus they essentially all their income has completely stopped and you and i discussed how could how how can moving forward we take these lessons and learn from it in terms of um that that I, I guess that that section you know the gig workers oh yeah um, because it is yeah. us, the restaurant workers to the uber the lyft drivers this whole gig economy it was great it, it gave you a lot of flexibility but it gave you a one huge vulnerability and that you got one source of income exactly and, exactly and you're always here you know you got to have multiple streams of income the average millionaire has six to seven multiple streams of income and, and you hear it in theory, you see it in practice for some, but now this is like the school of hard knocks. We got hit over the head with it. And exactly. If, yeah, and if you don't have multiple streams of income or multiple ways of communicating to earn money, th- these are the people that are hurt the most. Exactly. But how, so go- you know, I, I've, I've spoken to, to, to a couple of musicians and, uh, and I think that the challenge for them, the ones that are, you know, the professional musicians is how do I balance um, perfecting my craft, um, you know, practicing and rehearsing and doing all those things and then gigging. And how do I balance that with creating another revenue stream for myself? And now, I guess I was, that's the challenge. I was thinking about that after we talked and, you know, in order to, keep that flexibility and freedom so that you can still create as a musician, you have to think about what other revenue sources that you can create that's not going to take away from that. And one of them that popped up is this online teaching. So for example, if you know how to play the piano, if you know how to play the violin, maybe you can set up an online platform where you're able to teach and create courses that you you do it, you know, create it one time, spend a mm-hmm. lot of time to create multiple offerings. And then you have an online school where you can promote it online and have people sign up to be instructed by you. Right. That's one, one um, area, you know, where you can kind of make some money. The other one is, is doing some type of, of consulting. And that's a big word, consulting, but that just requires you to figure out what are you good at and right. who would pay you for that advice. Right. And do some consultant on the side. So you're going to have to do multiple things to create the life that you want. Right, 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 right. And I think with, um, in, in the entertainment industry, because the, the um, it, it's like there's, it, they go from gig to gig. Um, mm-hmm. So it, I guess, it's, I guess you can compare it to uh, working from paycheck to paycheck. And um, it, it seems as though they're not able to really save money. And I guess the only way, like you said, the only way that you're that you'll be able that one can do that is you have to create another stream of income and um, put yourself in a position where you can start saving money for times like this. Exactly. And when you really think about bare bones finance, the only way to get ahead is either cut expenses or make more money. Yes. And if you've cut expenses to the bone, 
your other option is how now can I generate money? Exactly. I was reading an article that talked about things you can do. And I, one that caught my eye was being a website reviewer. So it was an article about how can you generate income? And it was a site that I went on and you had to do a demo on trying to find something on a carrier's website, mm. a company's website. And they're paying you $20, pretty much $20 for 20 minutes to perform functions on their website to see what the user experience is mm. like. Wow, wow. And that's something you can do, you know, just maybe two hours a week, five days a week to get you an extra $300. Right, right. And, and then there was a, another article about tutoring. You can tutor online. Yes. You can, it's multiple things you can do, but you got to get creative and, and now's the time to do it. Exactly. I think people sort of, clear there I, I think now is the time when you can sort of clear your head and 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 come up with creative creative ideas um a lot of the lessons that i learned and i'm sure you, you we knew each other back then when the 2008 crash yes. and um i remember having to go through my PLs, my profit and loss statement and i had to look at every line item and i had to determine what was unnecessary. And I'm going to tell you the word essential that we hear today, we hear, we hear non-essential, right? That's a big word, non-essential or essential services. That is an important word right now, because I think as we look at our, at our life, at our life, we have to look at what's essential, What's essential? Exactly. Right I now. even I went through a budgeting class last week. I was at home. Obviously, no one's moving. And something said, you know, you could you're a financial planner, but sometimes you might need to brush up on your skills. So there was a site that was offering up a class on budgeting. Mm -hmm. And I have been in the industry over 20 years and I decided to take that class. And true enough, it made me think now is the time to be proactive. Mm -hmm. Right now, we're not, you know, I'm not affected just yet. We're going to have the trickle down effect. Yes. So why not be, yes. be proactive? Yes. And I literally wrote down everything that I spend my money on. I put a B next to bills. I put an E next to essentials. That she said, that's that new buzzword. Yes. And then I put a C next to things that I can actually do without. And I will tell you, being on quarantine or social distancing, as they call it, has saved me hundreds of dollars. I'm not spending money on birthday presents because I got to go to somebody's birthday dinner. I'm not trying to go to the next concert or play. We've been friends for years. So, you know, that's one of my hobbies. Yes. <laughs> I'm not getting my hair done as often. And even right now, I've got a natural style going on that has not cost me one penny since I've been home yes. for four weeks. Yes. Well, and nails and, and upkeep. So yes. like you said, essential is going to be the new it thing. Is, Do it, we it really is. need it? It'll be the new buzzword. And let me tell you, because of the, actually, I still have PTSD regarding 2008. I, and this is, and this is 2008 on steroids, but I saw many of my friends just have, they bankrupt. I mean, people that were making lots of money and so having to experience that with people my clients the minute that I saw this coming Latoya I cut I think within two days I cut between six to seven hundred dollars in expenses that's pretty heavy yes a month 
Oh, yeah. I cut my, but it lets you know you had the room, though. I, I did, but I cut I cut cable. I cut Comcast. I immediately, I was like, cable's got to go. I switched to Sling TV. Um, I, I had a housekeeper. Um, and she can't come anyway because it's because of the virus. But also, I felt like, you know what? You're going to have to do this house yourself. And I'm okay with it. Right. It's like nothing, nothing that I did really made me sad. It actually, I felt empowered when I did it. I felt. And the good thing is, you, you felt empowered because you also had the time. Now you have the time to do it. Yes. Yeah. One of the reasons people hire a housekeeper is not because they don't like to clean their it's house. It's the time. The time. It's the timing. It's right. And so now that we're home, I mean, we, we have the time. Even back to working out, most people would love to work out every day. They, and I hate to use that word, you don't have the time, because if you speak to any personal trainer, yeah. a personal trainer will tell you, you have the time. Or even cooking meals. I mean, I'm not a cook, but I have a family of five now. Mm-hmm. And we can't eat out all the time. Obviously, all the restaurants are doing takeout, but we can't afford that every meal. So I've been cooking more and I've been enjoying it. I mean, putting my music on, relaxing, because I'm able to start cooking at five versus coming home at seven due to rush hour traffic mm-hmm. and trying to get a meal on the table in 30 minutes. It's, it's actually giving me a little bit more of my quality of life back. Yes. Well, I think we, when, you, when we think about the commuters, I always would think, oh, my God, these people spend hour, two hours a day Three hours in traffic. <laughs> hours a day in the car now what I have done is I have boned up on my skills I take so many Udemy courses and I listen to podcasts I got my business audio books so I do make use of that time but it's still three hours of stress that I don't need yes well you know Latoya I've always admired you because you're great at time management I mean even when we talk you 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 tend to keep the conversation short and and I've always admired you I have another like that too I mean she doesn't waste any time and it's not rude it's kind of like okay you know we'll chat my later brother, I my gives me so much slack for that I mean every time I talk to him he goes how much time are you yeah, giving me and I'll go yes you are so <laughs> but listen let me tell you the one thing that I don't like more than anything is feeling like I wasted my time and that is something that happens as you get older, because you understand that your time is getting limited, right? And you realize that you want to make good use of it. You want to be productive. And what I mean by productive, I don't mean running around with your head cut off. I mean, taking the time to sort of self-actualize. And some of that, I know over the last couple of years, I've um, made decisions or set goals to read more books. You know, you and I both are avid readers. We've talked about that over the years. I mean, we're reading like multiple books at one time. Um, I, mm-hmm. I've, I've been teaching myself French. And because I know that life is more holistic and I don't want to waste my time on things that aren't sort of improving me as an individual. How do you exactly? So that actually leads us into remember we were talking on the other day is the 
whole deal with this Mm COVID-19, you know, we can't control what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like my husband posted something the other day that had pictures of the virus. And he said, if you can see the virus, would you calm down? And the thing about COVID-19 is something we can't see. It's something we've never dealt with. The guidelines and the, the recommendations change daily. And the only thing we can control is how are we going to come out of this? Correct. Correct. How are we going to come out of it? So we talked about the stages of grief and then you got once you kind of can accept it. Yeah. And then now you want to figure out how you can come out the better for it. And like you said, you're learning French, you're cooking, you're working out. I just hope for everyone when we come out of this, we can come out with some healthier habits. We can come out rocking with that banging business idea. We can come out strong with good financial principles because we've been forced to budget in this time of scarcity. But I think the question to everyone is, how are you going to come out of this? And I definitely don't want to come out the same way I went in. No. And, you know, remember we talked about this too. people saying, I want things to go back to the way they used to be. And I I don't think that that is what we should aspire for. Like you just said, you mentioned that. I hope that we come out of this stronger and wiser and because we can't go, we can't go back to the way we used to. Not, nothing, everything, everything that happens, it changes us, whether we, whether it's unconscious or it's conscious. And, and just even think about the whole washing your hands and not touching your face. Yes. Now I'm going to raise my hand and that I didn't realize how much I touched my face until this. Yes. Now I have, I wear contacts. So either I'm touching my eyelash or I'm trying to get something out of my eye or I hold my face when I'm thinking about something. So I, I had to think about this. I'm like, well, yeah, it's elementary. Don't touch your face. But then think about how many people do. And then the most grossest thing I can think of is washing your hands. I mean, how many times have you been in a public restroom mm-hmm. and you've seen someone come out mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. don't wash their hands? Yep, that happens a lot. It is. It I mean, this is basic hygiene. You know, I've all, you know, whenever I've gone to those networking lunches and you know what I'm talking about and you're uh-huh. eating, you're eating <laughs> yes. and someone wants to shake your hand. I am so grossed out about that. And oh I my God. Yes. But it grosses me out. How, why do you want to shake my hand? I am eating. I am eating. Yes. I, I don't, I hate that. But anyway, I mean, I just think that, yes, this this all to me points to mindfulness mindfulness mm-hmm. um and being more mindful of what we're doing and uh how we are in- interacting with people and that basic hygiene um that that this this that will be the new normal for sure now i will say when i first met my husband or fiance or boyfriend back then he was a germaphobe I mean, his house was always clean. He had Clorox wipes everywhere. He, uh, one time we went to a basketball, I mean, a football game and he was eating and somebody tried to give him a high five when the Falcons scored and he mm-hmm. changed the hand of what he was about to do because he wanted to hit him with the hand he was eating with. This is mm-hmm. how fanatical he was mm-hmm. about it. But mm-hmm. I can say when all of this went down and everybody rushed out to buy all the Clorox wipes and all of the sprays, Mm-hmm. We already had a house. We had a house stocked of it already. Wow, that's great. 
And so I haven't had to buy any because we have so much. So this shows you that people have to get back to the basics of, like you said, personal hygiene, mindfulness of personal space, um, not wanting to be so touchy feely and and huggy Mm -hmm. on everybody because you can pass germs. And we've been passing germs all along. It's just that Mm -hmm. now we have a new virus that there is no antibody for and we don't know how to fight it. So that's what the problem is. Absolutely. And I guess the question you'd asked earlier is moving forward. I think that's an individual uh, experience for everyone. Uh, we're not monolithic and we all have to figure out what this, what, what this will mean for our life moving forward and how we will grow from it. It's really an individual um, experience. Because we don't know how this is going to come. We don't know where this is going. We don't, like you said, it's a trickle down. It's a trickle down. And I can look at so many dominoes that can fall because of this. So many. Based on on what I I observed in uh, what happened in 2008. And so we don't know how this is going to shake up. We don't know how, how if the economy, if we're, if we're going into a depression, I mean, Obviously, we're, we are in a recession, but are we going to go to a depression? And, and we just, we have no idea. So I was reading an article this morning from the Harvard Business Review, and it talked about the economic effect of COVID-19. And I got to a point where it talked about why the forgiveness of, of the mortgage forgiveness, uh, trying to get the banks to forgive any auto loan payments, trying to get student loan payments uh, forgiven at least till September. And it talked about why that's very important. And after reading the article, I, I totally support it because what's happening is that if we get to a point where people are not able to pay their basic bills to get through this, it's gonna make our recession that much worse. Absolutely. And so they're thinking Absolutely. if we can get through the social distancing and then slow the, uh, the curve and then maybe we can reopen the economy slowly. At first, I was like, well, I knew we had to be worried about the economy, but then at the detriment of how many lives. But at the same right. time, we got to be mindful that we still have an economic engine that runs the country. And so with the forgiveness of most of the the basic loan payments, rent, mortgage, car payments, um, insurance companies have even followed suit. I think that within three to four months, we would have done some damage to the economy, but it won't be irreparable. Absolutely. But if there aren't economic policies in place, like you said, that will forgive those mortgages, those, those auto loans and so forth. This is what will happen. And if, if for example, right now, uh, many mortgage companies are saying, are, are, are saying we'll defer your mm-hmm. um, three months of your mortgage payment. But what happens after those three months? Are, are they right. going to tack that onto the back of the loan? Is it, are, are you going to have to go, go into some type of installment agreement? And if that happens, I mean, how, I mean, how does that work? Because if people haven't been working and they're, they're, they, they've seen a sharp decline in their income, and now all of a sudden they're trying to catch up on all of these, these bills, the utilities, their utilities, like you said, just essential items, essential. Mm-hmm. 
expenses. Now with your mortgages and your and your car payments, that's easy to tack it onto the back because you mm-hmm. have a, an asset. But you're Correct. right with the utilities. How, how long are they going to do that? But I think that is what the stimulus checks are supposed to be for. Now, they're not a whole lot, so I understand that, but that's what mm-hmm. the stimulus checks are supposed to be for. And um, the unemployment, they're giving you extra $600 a week for four months. So they are trying to pad some of it. Correct, correct. They are, they are. They and are. and with the, the, the business, um, um, the PPP, the Payroll Protection Program, and the um, economic, uh, what is it, the EIDL, or what is it, the Economic Disaster Loan. Disaster Loan. I should yes. know all about it. I've done several of them for my clients, and it has been an interesting process. I, I don't think any money has been released based on what I have seen on, uh, on the news and based on even my experience. I think that right now is 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 a is a there there are a lot of holes in it in that whole we loan process. Them. Well, I didn't process any myself, but I helped get four of my clients' loans processed for that Paycheck Protection Program. Yes, and applications are in and submitted. Yes, so this is um, Thursday, April the ninth. I guess we'll kind of know what's going on within the next couple of days. But I, I do have faith in it. What I like about all the programs is that it's going to give some temporary immediate elite relief. But the deal is all of this is temporary and it's all predicated on us doing the social distancing so that we can slow the spread and Absolutely. get everybody Absolutely. back to working again. Absolutely. Well, I think this has been, been a good conversation. It, 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 definitely, definitely. I challenge definitely. anyone that's to figure out how are you going to come out of COVID-19. And a good exercise is to just get a good old pen and paper and write down some of the things that you do about this experience over the last four weeks and then write about what has positive, what has come out of this positive for you over the last four weeks. You want to keep and what you want to throw away. Yes. And I think our greatest think fears you are, yes, our greatest fears are basically what we're really attached to. And that's what we all have to look at. What are we really attached to? And how, and how that's making us more fearful. And that's a whole nother topic, but you're right. And we can Journaling do that in the next call. Is, exactly. Journaling is a great way to write what what you're feeling right now in this moment that you're you'll be able to to go back and and look at one day i've actually been taking pictures you know i love pictures so i have been taking pictures and saving things so they can show up on my time hop and in my facebook memories so that we can remember you know what we went through during this time great that sounds like a good idea all right well i'm gonna let you get back to your day okay Absolutely. Thank you so much. This was lots of fun. It's like having a conversation. Oh, yeah. This is our normal conversation. I know. And look, we're, 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 this is, I know. we can go 45 to an hour. You know how we are when we start talking. <laughs> I know. We are. I mean, we are. We are these. We, we're these thinkers. I mean, we're always talking about economics. <laughs> and, All right. Well, it, you, right? you have a good one. And we, I'll check in with you.
Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. If you have any financial planning or investment management questions, contact Latoya Maddox at www.latoyamaddox.com. And if you have any small business or tax consulting questions, contact Priscilla Costin at www.costintaxgroup.com. Thanks, and we hope you enjoy the show.